Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host Tim Picararo and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm Tim. And we are glad you can join us as you're living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it's true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So we're at episode number 32. That's right. We're we're back in it. We are. We're back in it. Had that little break. We did. We're back on it. No more breaks. (laughs) No more breaks. That was a good break, though. It was a good break. We needed it. Um, So, hey, did you know that Tom Brady has his jerseys back? I didn't. That's great news. Really good news. For me, as a Pats fan, those of you listening, if you're a Pats fan, great. If not, don't hold it against me. I am from Connecticut. I've always been a New England guy. And, man, he's got his jerseys back. (laughs) The dude who stole those jerseys, man, he was like, he had a press pass. He's with the press. (laughs) But, yet he wasn't working. And he goes in there and he gets these jerseys. Not only did he have this jersey, he had the one from two Super Bowls ago. That he had one of Tom's. He has a helmet from uh, Von Miller, they believe. <laughs> and they think he's got um, Kurt Warner's 2000 jersey. So he's some kind of crazy kleptomaniac. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm not sure going, what's going on. I hope he didn't wash it, though, because part of the, the, the whole joy of that jersey is that sweat that was in that jersey. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand that. I would not want a sweaty jersey or helmet. Like, no. Well, that's, well, you just have to, it's just, it's real. It's real. It's like, think about those guys that get like Michael Jordan's shoe or something. You know what I mean? Like when he played and won the championship and someone stole his shoes, if that happened, I don't know, but like they sell those things. You know what I mean? But it's like a collector who brings home like shoes and he doesn't tell his wife and she's like, hey, honey, I found these shoes. I threw them in the wash. Oh. They're clean. See right there. That would take away everything. It would be, that's not even funny. You've got to leave the odor. The smell has to stay in the shoe. It's part of it. The smell of his foot is part of the championship. I'm just imagining like your face if that were to happen. If it was like, hey, this Tom Brady jersey is so great. I didn't know you got it. I washed it though. It was a little stinky. Yeah. See, I would lose. I would lose it. It would be, I would not, I don't know how I would act. You know what I mean? You just, you just don't do that. I mean, I draw a line at certain you know, pieces of articles of clothing, but that, like the jersey, you keep it. You have to have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, and it's not like I smell it or nothing. <laughs> I just know it's on it. Like you know what I mean? It was real. Like it's real. It's authentic. Yes. How do you authenticate? You need to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess, it's the only way you do it. Wow. So hey, we have a great guest. We do. She's so awesome, Amy Joe Martin. I have been trying to because so before you and I, you know, kind of paired up and because I I had the privilege of getting started without you Mm -hmm. but then I realized it was great having you so that was even better so when you came into the picture I told you about me trying to track down and get this booked thing with Amy Jo Martin Mm -hmm. she's interviewed everybody Dwayne The Rock Johnson you know what I mean like she's got a list of people Mark Cuban yeah that was her first podcast interview Mark Mark Cuban you know what I mean so and then what would happen like her schedule would get kind of messed up and then she would have to reschedule Mm -hmm. 
And every time I saw the reschedule, I was like, well, she didn't completely say no. She So <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? Because there was a few times I was like, please let it. I'm like, no, don't say no. And it would happen the day before. But it was so great because when we finally got her on the line, the first thing she said was, thank you so much for being flexible and patient with me having to reschedule. So she, she did say that. But I, I can tell you I wasn't offended. I was just wounded. <laughs> I was just wounded. I was hurt. Because I was like, she and, and her podcast, Why Not Now, which is great because mm-hmm. it's just the title alone is just, to me, it's magnificent. I mean, she rocks it out. And she, in her book. Renegades write the rules, even though we don't talk about that. She truly is a renegade. She is a, you know, uh, what is it? Dissident. She's, you know, she's a, a rebel. She's a rebel, man. And she just totally is like, you can't tell me I can't do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and I love it because she is really authentic in her conversations with us and talking to us. And you can just tell that. She has her beliefs and her opinions about things, and it may not be the most popular opinion or what everybody else is saying, but it's just real. And it's and it's very real. And she just flowed with us, too, because I know we just hit her with questions that I don't think she's used to because most people are kind of staying, you know, on topic with her stuff, which is fine. We don't we just want to know other stuff. And and she was cool, even about the hats. Mm-hmm. And by the way, folks, she wears a cool hat. She her, does. When you go to her website, you'll see it right there. Bam, hat. And I love hats. So speaking of hats. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's my turn this week uh, to oh, ask gosh. Tim a random question. Are you ready? And it's around hats because we say speaking of hats. So that means I don't know if it's around hats. Maybe. All right. Okay. So my random question is. What? What are three things you couldn't live without? Oh. Just Three. Just three things. So three inanimate objects. Yes. Okay, so it's not people. No. It's not my dog. No. Not Maverick. Okay. Yeah, because Maverick. Yeah, Brady's gone on to doggy heaven. My little French bulldog. I miss him. I want to get another one. (laughs) Um, Things. Okay, of course, guitars. So I have to pick one guitar or one guitar, and oh. you you can't pick multiple guitars because then that would that'd but it's be lame. Por- it's but they're but so you they're, could just say guitars. But so you they're could just say family. Guitars. Yeah, they're guitars. It's like the ones that I have. So that counts as one. Okay, that counts as one. Guitars. Okay, so guitars. I have to have guitars. Um, I would say shoes. <laughs> I do have a lot of shoes. So I is there a particular pair though? That's like your, your favorite or kind of shoe. It would be in the it would be in the Puma family, because I have lots of very unique Pumas that I break them out on occasions, and then if they get dirty, I get upset. Now I'm not one of those that has to like have them perfect. I want them to look like they've been worn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, they they have to have flex to them and all that stuff, but they're broken in, in all the right spot. You know, but you got to keep them clean. You know, so Puma. Okay. So a Puma shoe, <laughs> and then I would say an animate object would be. My laptop. I can't live without an Apple. So those are the three things. Good answer. Guitars, plural. Yes. A, a, so if I could have... Just, if you could only pick one of your guitars, which would it be? Okay, you can't do that. Why not? Because they'll hear me. <laughs> <laughs> they, will, <laughs> they will... If I say this, They're somehow... inanimate objects. But it doesn't matter. I still feel like they have feelings and they vib- <laughs> They feel me. They vibrate. The strings vibrate. That's how the whole thing works. So, so if the, you didn't pick one, you would go to play it and all the strings just break. I, well, I'm not sure Maybe. because if they knew that I picked a different one and not them, they wouldn't respond to me properly. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not wow. doing it. 
I'm not doing it. Steve. I'll write it on a piece of paper. <laughs> and you can't read it out loud, though. But I'll tell you which one on a piece of paper. Okay. But then I would still be hard because I'd have to have three. There'd be three that I couldn't live without. All right. So, but other than that, I think that was a great question. I like Thanks. that. So we want to know if any of our listeners out there, we would love to know what are three things you can't live without. I think that'd be cool. I think I would like, I would like to know what they couldn't live without. Yeah. Okay. And also try to keep it somewhat, uh, I don't know, on the, you know, well, you could go, I guess, as far as you want, but <laughs> just don't try to blow our minds with something. You know what I mean? Keep if, it a little if you safe. Wanna, yeah. Well, if you want to share it on social media. You yeah, know, this keep is, it safe. Yeah. This is a program that, you we, know. We try to keep it. Yeah. Family, 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 family friendly. Family friendly. And speaking of family, to Tommy Ryan, <laughs> Tommy's listening. Tommy is Megan's brother. And all of you guys that are listening, he gives her a hard time. You guys need to tell him to stop doing that. <laughs> Tommy's always telling her, like, hey, he's like, you need to have more of this. And what He loves her, and they do it, but he challenges her, and he's pushing her. But Tommy, Tommy. He's giving good, valuable feedback. He is. So we're mentioning Tommy by name. So that <laughs> any of you on social media, if you want to give a shout out, you can do hashtag, hashtag Tommy be good to Megan. <laughs> hashtag it. Be good to Megan. Tommy. Be good to Megan. Okay. He's probably going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> we'll You're going to try to talk me into deleting we'll this. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So. You got to connect with us. Yes. Connect with us. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the show. Um, you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher or just make sure that you're keeping up with our Facebook and social media so that you can see all the great stuff going on. Oh, and really cool. We have something coming up in the future that we're going to be doing that you guys are going to hear about with young professionals. Yes. We're going to be doing a whole thing or um, just working with young professionals, getting to hear their voice, things that matter to them and all of that. So be looking forward to that. We'll be telling you more about it. Mm -hmm. We don't know if we're going to do it as part of our regular weekly rotation as far as like on Mondays, or we may make it a midweek special that we just pop it in there right in the middle of the week and, you know, home day. You know? <laughs> which my daughter we'll save that one but well my daughter asked like papa what's hump day she had to ask me what's what's hump day and so i explained it to her in the middle of the week going up now she's like that doesn't anyways it didn't matter to her she's like doesn't make sense like, she, her she seven year old mind was like i don't yeah it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. sense she's like i don't feel any difference it's like it's wednesday <laughs> she still has to go to school it didn't matter <laughs> so anyway without any further delay we're going to jump into this incredible inter interview with um our wonderful guest that we're so glad we had the opportunity to um have the interview with and that she was able to get us in there finally and um but it was great and so we hope you enjoy it and that is with the one and only amy joe martin Amy Joe, welcome to Uphill Conversations. We are so glad to finally get this interview together with you. Likewise, thank you so much for having me on, and I, I've been looking forward to it as well. So I appreciate it. Well, cool. I I'm going to start off with something kind of random here, and <laughs> I already told Megan. You know, we had a little pre-chat here a second ago. You and I did, but and uh, and with Megan, but Megan and I had one before this. I'm a hat lover. Okay, I love hats. And on your on your website, I have two things. Okay, that hat you have. Are you a 
Patrick, what is it? What would be a hat connoisseur or like connoisseur connoisseur hats or whatever? I'm, you know, so if I'm incorrect here and how I'm saying it, that's fine. But I love your hat is like, it is on point and I love it. And do you have one hat and that's like your go-to and you feel good with it? Or do you have more than one hat? You know what? I have a lot of hats. Yes! I, <laughs> I am a hat collector. Although I can't say that I am a hat connoisseur. I, I think those are two different things. And um, and I, I wouldn't say that they're, it's the most valuable collection, but it has value to me. Oh, so. well, yeah, well, my hats are like, I'll buy like $10 hat, $9 hat, <laughs> $15. I mean, no, I'm not doing that 70, 80, 120. I'm not doing that, but, but I love <laughs> your hat and like you have it on there. And like, so I see you in your other little things, like your, your Ted talk and your other videos and all that. And I'm like, here she is. And then, but then that hat image, I'm like, check her out. First thing on her website, bam, there's Amy Joe wearing that hat. And I'm like, that <laughs> rocks. So here's my second question for you really quick. And this is our random fun stuff. The crown. What's that mean to you? Oh, the crown. Oh my goodness. This is, so, this, I haven't even told this story in so long, but I had to think through like how far back it goes because it was the logo to my company, but the, the Genesis goes way back beyond that. So I, I, it's a little bit of a story. I'm going to try and keep it quick because I don't want to lose anyone here. So I used to work for the Phoenix Suns and in the NBA and it was back when, um, when, customized social networks were kind of popular where you're, where teams and brands and all types of, of organizations would build their own social network and try and kind of go up against Facebook or Twitter or whatever, which was not wise at all. But at the time, it seemed like a good idea. So we built ours and it was called Planet Orange. And um, there was this, this gentleman who deemed himself the king of Planet Orange and Planet Orange was like kind of the kind of like a Raiders nation, but positive connotation. Anyway, I was um, the head of digital media and research, and there weren't very many female uh, fans that were on the the platform into this social network. So I decided for Halloween to dress up as the queen of Planet Orange. And for the for the first probably year or so on my Twitter profile, I had, a crown and a wig and it's the silliest thing. But then when I started my company and I, w I asked Shaquille O'Neal, what do you think it should be called? And I had all these names and digital royalty was one just because of the silly, silly crown. And then all of a sudden I started a company in 2009 and, and had that for about what, seven years. And, and this crown, I had to think for, for a minute, where did it start? It was a Halloween costume. Yeah. Wow. So there you have it. <laughs> but that's great because, you know, it kind of goes with that hat thing because to me, the crown is kind of significant, you know, you know, you don't see many guys unless they're like King, you know, they get to have that on their head, but you know, like little girls you see with the little tiaras yeah. and all that, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And I'm not calling yours a tiara. Yours is a crown. Like, but to me, it's significant because, like, if you had that and you wore that wig, it's kind of like that hat. It's like you own that. You know, to me, I just I look at that and I go, she owns it. And that's when I saw that crown. I was like, she's owning her stuff like she really owns it. So that's kind of how I 
grabbed it. I know it's not what you just said, but it was, I was so curious. I was just so curious that the hat caught me and then I saw the crown and I was like, man, that's really cool. (laughs) And I just wonder what the story is behind that. So thank you for indulging my randomness. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for the trip down memory lane. I have that image, my first avatar image and stuck in my head. (laughs) Hey, and, and by the way, I have a friend who was an intern here at my company, well, I have I have several businesses in um, Greenville, South Carolina, and um, she came down from South Dakota, and she was an intern mm-hmm. here, and she works with the Phoenix Suns now. She was with the Charlotte Bobcats before they went back to the Hornets, but now she's out there, and maybe I'll talk to you offline. Maybe you can send her a little message and like encourage uh-huh. her, but, but she's moved <laughs> up in the company. She's doing really good, really doing a great job there. So that's great. It's a great organization. It really is. And a lot of the the people that I worked with there uh, from players and front office have have since moved on. But um, it's it's a great market. And uh, so good for her. Happy to connect with her. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll connect with you offline on that. So but anyways, we're moving right along. And so get ready. We're getting we're going to just move with this. So you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Here we go. Go. Okay, so Amy, um, I just reading about you and listening to you on a couple other podcasts, um, you talk about when you were growing up, you know, you moved a lot because of your dad's job. And it was interesting because um, it really resonated with me because when I was young, uh, it was the same thing. You know, your father was in construction. Mine was actually in uh, agribusiness. So you kind of move with, um, with where that takes you. And I love how you realized later in life that that probably helped to shape you as being someone who was really curious, but also maybe being a little bit addicted to change. And and that idea just really stuck with me and resonated with me. So kind of watching you transition from one thing to another and, you know, pivoting on a new opportunity and uh, taking things as they've come along, it's been very successful. But I wonder if that, you know, addiction to change, has it ever been backfired on you? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> my I call it shiny object syndrome sometimes when it starts to hit the negative side of the spectrum. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, in all in all variations, it's it's, you know, of course been positive in some ways and and maybe not so positive in others. But I think the net net is that it's worked out well for me. Um, times that I think where I've maybe gotten into a little bit of trouble with it would be um, I have a, a fairly, I wouldn't say short attention span, but I, I like to, um, because of my curiosity about things, I can easily lose focus <laughs> on one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ironic. I'm reading a book right now called the one thing. Um, so that's it you know, it's, it goes hand in hand with also being a positive because, um, I'll never forget in, I'd say maybe 2011 or maybe even 12, I'd say probably 2011, you know, things were going really, really well from the outside looking in. And, um, and someone had given me some advice, a really high profile agent in the entertainment industry. They said, Amy, stay in your swim lane. You just have to stay in your swim lane. And, um, and that at the time was being a social media voice of authority, I guess. And, um, 
and that was great, but I knew there, there was more to me than, than the, this form of communication. And, and I've been thinking a lot about that, that term swim lane lately, Mm -hmm. and especially recently. And I'm so grateful for, uh, for navigating out of my own swim lane and checking out other areas, uh, that I might want to explore because, I think that's when the best innovations happen. And, um, you know, even if you look at like Silicon Valley, they're really interested. They, they, as a whole, (laughs) the, the, that area often recruits what they call fresh eyes. Um, it's people that don't have experience in the tech industry or in a specific industry that they already have down. And it's because that newness, you know, that ability to look at something differently. So, so um, backfiring, you know, I think losing focus is is never a positive thing, but um, but always kind of keeping my eyes open for what could be, and that's really driven by curiosity. And I I really like how you brought up that story about staying in your swim lane because I know I'm a person um, I'm not very big in stature, and um, <laughs> when people tell me I can't do something or I should do something, uh, sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge to me to say, "Well, maybe I'm going to prove you wrong, and maybe I can do that." So, do you almost think that someone saying to you, "You know, stay in your lane," did it kind of stick with you, and you just started to think? well, what does that mean? And what if I, what if I don't, I mean, did it almost challenge you a little bit to push yourself out of your swim lane? I think two, two things here, the, the challenge kind of concept, and I can completely relate to that. I, um, I would say for a long time, I think I had a chip on my shoulder and maybe that was being a female in a very male dominated industries. And I was, this wasn't a conscious thing. This was very subconscious and it was almost, I'll prove to the world, I'll prove to myself that there's no difference here between gender, between this and that. And so, so I, that came to mind when you said that, like I've, I've had that chip on my shoulder and I realize it now. Um, and I think that there's less, hopefully (laughs) of a chip on my shoulder about that, but the, the challenge of, um, you know, you should stay focused in this, this parallel, this vertical and, and, and really stay laser focused, uh, advice. I, I really took it to heart because this was someone specifically it's ringing in my, it's rang in my head since he said it. Um, and I always think, Oh, I shouldn't probably, you know, lose focus. What if that's, that's my one thing that I, I need to be, um, doubling down on. And, um, and, and so I, I guess now I've grown into realize the value of, of getting out of my swim lane. And I just, I can't, I cannot stay in a sw- one swim lane. <laughs> it's impossible. It's boring. <laughs> I'll drown. <laughs> so, um, so I guess it's just a combination of things, but in, I can relate with the, uh, watch me attitude too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think that, um, you know, also it's interesting because you're at this female and this male dominated industry and, you know, you there, and I've, I've experienced that too. I think women who gravitate towards leadership roles or, you know, who want to be a little bit disruptive and do things a little bit differently and challenge other people, especially in male dominated industries. I think you do have that tendency, even subconsciously to have that chip on your shoulder. But at the same time, you know, I heard you 
recently in a podcast talk about, you know, this great value that you found in having strong male mentors. So I think that's a really interesting, um, you know, those are two interesting things to put next to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I'm, I'm big on, uh, men mentoring women and I guess it's, it's, a result from, um, from my kind of career path. Uh, but I, I think that there's, there's a value exchange there. And, and I wrote a piece maybe a year ago or so after some research came out that showed female leadership. If a company has female leadership and they define that as having three or more women on a board or a female CEO, uh, they tend to perform better from a profitability standpoint. So not only the bottom line, but also from uh, um, uh, from uh, getting into legal trouble too. <laughs> um, hmm. So so that was interesting to me. And I as I thought it through, and I thought about the male mentors in my in my path. You know, I really think of women and men having this ability to exchange value. You know, it's not just one or the other, but there's so many traits that, um, that are the, you know, natural female traits, uh, feminine traits, not just female, feminine that serve business well and vice versa, you know, other male, uh, traits. So it's, I, I really try to look at it as an exchange versus, you know, just a one direction, um, you, you know, mentorship, but it's, I think if we had more men mentoring women, we would see an accelerated pace of women breaking through in business and leadership and all types of of verticals and industries. Yeah. Because there are more of them, period, that are leaders. And they're by far uh, dominating the the influence and the power in this world. Absolutely. And I I think that just the idea that, you know, we – men and women bring so much to the table. So having the ability to, you know, it's that yin and yang work together and take, you know, the different strengths and put all of that into different companies or ideas or things that we're doing that are impacting the world positively. Um, You know, just we can do so much more if we're if we're all a part of the conversation. So I really appreciate you going into that a little bit more. Absolutely. Hey, so, Amy, uh, first of all, I appreciate that there's (laughs) <laughs> this is I'm 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 chuckling because it's um you know I grew up as an inner city kid you know when I was little and my mom did everything you know she was a single mom for a long time with me my older brother and you know my mom was always in competition her first competition was with herself like that's that was her competitive place you know, just in, in what she believed about herself and what she did. But then it was, you know, if you think about this, so I was born in 1970, right? So I'm like, in 1977, I'm seeing my mom who is like competing with men. But she wasn't afraid. She wasn't intimidated. None of, you know, none of that mattered to her. It was all a matter about her, you know, adding value. Like my mom viewed herself always as an asset, regardless. It didn't matter. I'm valuable to you. You may not know it right now, but I, I add value, right? That was her thing. And of course I have a greater understanding for it now in my life, but at that time it wasn't that crystal clear. I just got to witness it. So, um, 
I mean, what is what what do you feel, Amy? You know, this is a sensitive area, and and like it's this we we don't have these questions planned out, okay? <laughs> so this is a conversation we're having. So, like, what your your point of view to me is really in line with what I experienced around my mom, like. And I'm not saying, you know, you are you have any kind of antiquated kind of thought. I feel like it's a principled thought. Like you have some principles here. Like we're, we're, we're feeling like, and I, and I do agree. I do think that out there in the world today that there is a squashing of, of women. I do believe that. But at the same time, I wonder, is there more of a squashing or is there less of an understanding that women, you know, can work together and it doesn't matter they're working with other women or other men you know the you know the future is bright if we can learn to be aligned right so you know in this world that we're looking at where we see this big push and this big rise of all these things that people are saying this group is overlooked and that group's overlooked how do you keep yourself from getting caught up in the rat race of all these different channels and avenues of narratives and rhetoric and everything else. What are you doing for yourself to keep you in line that says, I'm okay with working with these guys. And I, and I did hear you say clearly that, you know, they have position men like are already in these spots, but is that it? Is it only because they're there or do you see the, like, what's the value you see in connecting and having that cross pollination with, men in in just where the what the world needs and what's going to make a greater impact in this world yeah it's a big it's this big ball of of conversation and and question and i think it's it's definitely been heightened after not only the the recent political season but um you know i think i have so many thoughts on this but i i'm I think I've gotten to a point where I have kind of pulled back a little bit and I'm trying to do more listening because my experience is one experience. And for the longest time, um, I would get questions like, well, how did you do it? You know, a female in a very male dominated industries with technology, sports, entertainment, and and you were able to, you know, write a best selling book and start a company and this and that. And, and I, and I always thought, how did I do what? You know, why, why is that even a question? How did you do it as a female was the question, you know? And, um, and it wasn't just, how did you do it? It was as a female, how did you do it? So I would always get kind of hung up on that and, and I didn't really understand. And it, and it was a little irritating, but at the same time, you look around, you look at the stats, you look at just the, the imbalance and no, we do not have gender equality. We all know that. Um, yes, that's true. And and so, yes, there is something here. There's there's a tangible, it's valid to ask that question, I guess, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, I'm always, I'm very solution driven. So I, I, I see the women marching and I think that's, that's great. And we have to stand up for our voices and what we believe, yes. but but I'm constantly wondering what's, what's, how do we mobilize this? Like what what's the takeaway? What's the next step? Come on, we need an action plan here. Um, and, and I think too, in some cases, female empowerment, unfortunately has been 
it's become a little trendy for big corporate brands that maybe want to create ads and show that they're, they're very supportive of gender equality, but there are zero women on their board and maybe even in their leadership team. And, and it's just, you know, that's, it's a slippery slope. So in a couple of years, we'll celebrate the hundred year anniversary of the 19th amendment. And, um, we still have a lot of work to be done and I'd be, I'd be fooling you if I said I had it figured out, but I guess where I'm focusing my energy is, is really with younger girls. I think it starts with, with confidence um, and their parents. And we look at the gender, the uncon- unconscious bias and, and, and or subconscious biases. And, um, I think it's important to shine a light on those, but, um, I have a, a mentee. It's, it's a really a mutual mentorship, kind of like I was talking about before with the young girl, she's 13 now, but we started when she was 11. Her name's Alina. And we do a young girls leadership conference each year. Our first one was last year and we have actually two coming up this year. And, uh, it's just, it's, if we can set young girls on, on the right path at that age, uh, I think we're, we're definitely going to be better positioned to, to have, uh, more equal representation. And even Warren Buffett has said our world will be a better place in general, um, financially global economy, as well as, uh, issues and peace. And, and if we have equal representation, uh, when it comes to leadership. So it's, it's a big question to ask and I don't know if I'm answering, but I think to your point, you know, how you grow up and the role models you have is such a big, big key. No, that's no, you know, Amy, that's great. And I hope, um, Amy Joe, let me say Amy Joe. <laughs> so, um, I, I hope you understand where my question's coming from. It's not, you know, I know your answer is exactly correct because it's from, you know, it comes from you and, and I appreciate that. Like to me, I do agree with everything that you said. And I, but I think what happens is when you force people, there's a fine line between, you know, it's like worry and concern, right? There's a difference. Like there's a very fine line when you're worried about something and when there's concern, Right. So I think too many times we we put um, you know you know worry can get reckless and concern becomes thoughtful in my opinion right that's like the way I look at it and so you know what you're saying is powerful and what you're doing to say your attention is on a younger generation and to say to them and and your answer to me is very thoughtful it's very mindful it's very you know, it sounds very intentional as well, that you're not trying to give people the things that they should agree with. You know, you said, you know, unconscious bias, you know, if you notice everything keeps extending, there's going to be a new bias that'll pop up (laughs) next year, 2019 and 2018 and 2025, there'll be a new bias. The bias that I like to tell people is the confirmation bias, which deals Mm -hmm. directly with your emotional intelligence a lot of times. And so in confirmation bias, it's just in alignment with what you can confirm, which is your bias. But what about your open being open minded instead of having a fixed mindset? So how can you do that without trying to, you know, feed like force feed people your information? So your answer to me doesn't feel like you're a person that believes 
in force feeding what it is, but you're saying, let me present to you information. And I would love to hear the way you interpret that. Am I, am I right in kind of, am, am I getting the right understanding from you? I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, if one of the, the ways that I like to look at, at these conversations uh, is kind of a, <laughs> a one-two punch of have your facts and your data and as much research as you can that's unbiased. And when you, if you're trying to either, you know, have set forth a, an argument or a, a stance on something, and then have your anecdotal stories that are emotional that can then follow up, follow it up, and um, both are powerful. Uh, but I think where a lot of my focus, the two areas and audiences that I think we need to focus on the most are young girls, which is really actually their parents. And um, the men who are in power. So <laughs> a lot of times um, that data, uh, especially in that second audience, is absolutely necessary. So what research, we shouldn't have to necessarily have research to prove this. Uh, it's right, a humanitarian right. thing. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a, big, a big conversation, that's for sure. No, and it's it's huge. And you know what's great is and and I love it that that and I'm just gonna tell you, I really appreciate that, you know, I work with Megan. She's someone that I value and I have a lot of business partners that are that are women. And the way I grew up was, you know, and I'm you know, and I'm this is probably like this is random. So we may even cut this out. I don't know, but I'm, I'm a minority. Okay. And I've been offered, Hey, you're minority business guy of the year. And I'm saying to myself, well, who's business guy of the year? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do I have to go there? So in my mind, my mom was the leader. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time with people viewing women as the minority. Like they're in a class of minority. I understand it's the nature of the beast. You know, you can't change history. I don't want to rewrite history. I want to work with what we know, embrace it and move past that. Right. So when I look at that and like hearing you talk, I mean, I'm so encouraged that there are people like you, like my partner here, Megan, you know, that you, you have that. Like I go back to my mom, you know, like the value is in let's not try to interpret everything that's happened, but let's go ahead and create solutions for the future. Mm -hmm. y y am I making sense right. when I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something that was really cool that you, I read in one of your blogs and it was about you on your boat that you lived on that you no longer <laughs> live on. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. Correct. But that whole good old boy <laughs> skippers club, can I tell you something? <laughs> Yeah. I don't fit the good old boy network. I never can fit into it. I resist it. I buck it. I hate it. I can't stand it. It drives me crazy. The pedigree, the credentials. And I do think it's important to have credentialing and other things like that. But, you know, just this whole thing that kind of makes you all of a sudden like people should listen to you just because, right? I don't believe in that. I believe in 
tell me about your tangible things and tell me about your intangibles, right? That's where it really gets different. Let's like, what do you bring to the table? And when you were like the good old boy skippers club and I read that and Amy, I cracked up. I was like, I could just see her. And I'm, of course I'm picturing you with that hat on your head on your homepage <laughs> and the crown up in the corner. Like it was too windy that day. It flown <laughs> yeah, off. yeah. Uh. So, so, you know, that that whole thing that you went through and then I read in there, you know, you can fake it till you make it right or, you know, or fake it till you, you know, become become it, become it right. <laughs> and then you believe it in yourself first. And I look at that. Tell me about that power of believing in it first. Like like skipping the fake it because the fake it till you make it is BS. That is not, I mean, it works for a minute, right? I mean, you know that it works for a minute. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you lay your head on the pillow, what do you have? Well, I think that that term and even fake it until you, you become it, uh, it, it speaks to needing to get your head straight first. So, um, and it's like, look where you want to go, not where you don't want to go. And um, in the case with, with the boat and, to kind of uh, level set and, and explain what you're referring to with, with that is I decided um, I was going to become the captain of the boat and I took lessons and I, I don't think there were too many other female captains in the, the place where we were keeping our boat. Um, but a lot of them were older, you know, uh, gentlemen who have probably captained for 20 plus years, uh, if not longer. And so the fake it till you become it or fake it till you make it. I I had to get the confidence up to take the boat out. It wasn't that big, but it was about 40 foot or so, but it was really, really tall. And so to get it into a slip and, you know, here we are on the ocean and it, it was windy one day and I was convinced I could do this. And, um, and so these, the skippers, as I call her, these, these gentlemen who, who I was always thinking they were judging me and they line up their chairs to kind of watch me pull the boat in one day on a really windy day, like wizard of Oz, uh, winds. And I thought they were judging me. I thought these guys are such jerks. Why would they put this additional Is that pressure your nice on way? Me. Was that a nice way of saying it? <laughs> I was going to say something else, but then you have to like click that the, there's a cuss word in here. So I want you to have to do that. Um, so I had the chip back to the chip on my shoulder. I, I thought, wow, what guts to just, they had their lounge chairs on the dock, just w basically cracked a beer open. They were going to watch this chick pull in this boat. And um, did that feel degrading to you? I mean, just come, I just want to know, was that like, so they were your feelings and you were wondering like that was how you were perceiving it, but that's <laughs> degrading. Is it not? Is it like, well, I think it was my, by my, uh, because it turned out, I think they were actually just there to help me give me a hand if I needed help. Um, who knows? It might've been a little bit, both entertainment and true, genuine help. Uh, but it's, uh, it, I think I kind of have always operated under, I'll figure it out. I've always figured it out somehow. And none of us really know what we're doing. We've never lived in this very moment before. No one has. And so 
you have, someone has to start, right? And yeah, you're probably going to trip and fall and it's going to be ugly at times, but there will be times when it isn't. And what's the worst thing that can happen, right? You crash boat, I guess. But um, no, I knew that, you know, we'd be able to figure that out in that case. But in general, um, I think there there's something more to the fake it till you make it or fake it till you become it philosophy than just um, pretending to be something. Is that, that a, is that a credibility versus belief? So if you were to look at that, like what was more important to you, the credibility or the belief in yourself? Um, I think both. <laughs> I think, That's fair. well, I, I know that maybe isn't going to be the answer that, that sounds good or maybe shines the best light it on doesn't, me, but it doesn't need to sound good. It just needs to be one. you. Right. That's what we're <laughs> because looking for. I think, Oh, if I can do that, then I wonder what else I could do. It, it becomes momentum or it becomes kind of a building a muscle of confidence, you know? And then, yeah, why not be a female captain? Like, it makes sense to me. Why would it's just, it's kind of, well, I, I think it goes with what you were saying before, you know, why why not be, you know, a female CEO, a female business partner, a female captain? You know, I can I can do that <laughs> just because right. I'm a female doesn't, you know, doesn't change my skill, my ability, my desire, you know, my hunger to to do certain things. Um, one other thing that, you know, that I think really resonated with with Tim and I was you talk about how value rises to the top. So you know, thinking through that, how do you, how do you show that? How do you see that? How does that come through for you? Um, I think, and a lot of that, when I say that I'm referring in large context to uh, social communication and social Mm -hmm. media. And, and I, I guess an example of that would be when things go viral as much as I don't like that word and I'm using air quotes over here. Um, but when they do, (laughs) can we see this? Can you take a picture and post that for us? (laughs) You know, that episode, I don't know if you remember the episode on friends where Joey doesn't know how to do the air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Look at, we've got, so, our listeners out there see I'm not because I bring up Seinfeld refer- references and all this <laughs> stuff. So Amy Joe Martin just brought up friends. Yeah. Okay. So all of you listening, she brought up friends. So I'm sorry, please continue. Oh yeah. Big friends, uh, supporter. Um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, viral. Yes. So there's a reason why things go viral. They have value of some sort. They're entertaining. They're inspirational. They're controversial. Um, and and a lot of things that go viral are from people who are unknown, you know. And so that's what I mean by value rises to the top. It's there's There's something about the equal playing field of – of social media and it's changing to a certain degree because of the algorithms, but it's, it's kind of the ultimate space of democracy. You know, you have a voice and if you have value, offer value, it, it will be hurt. And it's not you that decides if it's valuable, it's everyone else. So, um, that's kind of the, the context in which I, I refer to value rising to the top. Okay. That's awesome. And I, um, you know, in reading some of your recent blog posts, just to go off of that a little bit, you know, it's social media, just, you know, strike through, 
social, it's the media, and we're the media now, and the landscape is changing. Um, and and I think that you're right. And building a brand, it's all about authenticity, and you know your personal brand, a company, no matter who it is, you have to bring value to the table um, if you want people to engage and and listen to you. Um, and and just one other thing that I would love to get your to get your a little bit deeper on is you talk about just because you're thinking something doesn't mean it necessarily defines who you are and my thoughts aren't me. So could you could you kind of dig a little bit deeper into that and and what that means to you? Yeah, that's something I um I learned more through my recent uh, adoption of meditation over the last year or so. So um I had tried to meditate for maybe 10 years plus and it just never stuck. And I am probably the, um, the opposite of, uh, what you would consider a lot of the kind of stereotype, uh, stereotypical meditators, if you will. So, and I think that that's happening more and more in large volume, but, um, realizing that kind of what goes through our minds doesn't necessarily define us. It isn't necessarily us. It's, it's passing through. And so, um, it's, you know, I, I use Headspace now and I think I might Yay. have heard that. Yeah. Are you, are you Headspace fans? I've been trying to tell oh, people gosh. to get into it and they're kind of like, um, that sounds weird. <laughs> and then I'm like, just go look at it. And then they're like, uh, I went to it and they're trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're telling me like, it's amazing how people resist like. Okay, it's actually asking it. you to take 10, 15 minutes to like think, like, you know, <laughs> oh, or yeah. or to empty your mind or be still. Like, why are you afraid of sacred space? Why are you afraid? Yeah, of it's it? the most powerful tool you have is your mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, I it took a lot for me to really understand the value and I was kind of almost tricked into it. I tricked myself into it kind of, but uh it's it's been probably the single best thing I've ever done for myself is committing to mindfulness and committing to headspace 10 minutes a day. And, and I think the world is catching on. I mean, Andy put a comb, the founder, co-founder, he and, and his, uh, he founded the company with Rich Pearson. Andy was on the Ellen show yesterday. And I think they're like, they're in the top 10 app downloads today. And it's, it's, I'm saying this because I think it's it's really starting to transcend it, that tipping point is happening and it's transcending the the stereotype that you sit down and you cross your legs and you go um that's <laughs> just not you know that's not necessarily what meditation's all about for everyone so um yeah I think the world would be a better place if more of us can um be better realtors of our mind and and consider that real estate is valuable and not let things as i say rent space in their heads for free <laughs> yeah i i say that all the time yeah what what's occupying your mind and living there for free rent free that is mm -hmm. like you got to be kidding me like they'll tell me some of their stuff and i'm like you know i i spoke with you two weeks ago and you said this then last week you said this and here we are this week and then you tell me like it doesn't really bother you, but yet it's the main thing you're <laughs> talking, talking to me about. about it. And I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? That and and like and I'm thinking, what is the return on investment with this occupying your mind? Mm -hmm. How have you grown? or this conversation? This conversation, yeah. <laughs> how have you changed? How have you improved? What have you done differently? You know, 
Oh, you're gosh, you are so on point with that. My gosh. Um, hey, let me ask you this. You are okay. I view you as a rock star. Okay. You and and I say that in a good way, not like a, a flash, you know, you're not a one hit wonder to me. Okay. And I do know that you put in the work, you did stuff. And I think some things I try to let people know that there are things that happened, you know, happen in our world that we couldn't have made it ourselves. You know, I do believe the universe will respond to our behavior, like, and behavior will follow our belief. You know, no person can consistently behave in a way that's inconsistent with how they view themselves. And I believe that your awareness is dependent, you know, like what you can actually see is dependent on what you believe and what you are allowing to occupy your mind, even as what we were talking about. But man, Amy, Joe, you have landed some amazing guests and i'm gonna ask you a crazy crazy question <laughs> okay why do you think they said yes to you <laughs> that's a great question first of all thanks for the the kind words um oh geez that's a good question i i'm sure it's for various reasons with various people i think one of the things that I keep hearing is um, the question, why not now seems to be really timely with people right now. And, and it's, there's enough going on um, in our world and, and it's, it's well-timed I think. So, so that's, that's one factor. And um, I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by some incredible people in my career. So most of these individuals on my podcast, the Why Not Now show, it uh, track back to my career in a previous time or in my path, uh, you know, before. So, so um, some of these, most of these, I'd say nearly all, there was a pre-existing relationship of some sort. So, um, you know, that's. That's always a big help <laughs> when when you have something to uh, to refer back to. So, um, you know, I don't know. I I'm trying to just be a really good listener, and uh, and you know, some of the individuals are very high profile, and others you probably have never heard of, but they're equally as interesting and equally as as hopefully helpful to hear from. So, um, I, I guess. It's a combination of things, but um, also social media helps, you know, send someone a direct message. Why not now? I, I actually asked Barack Obama the other day via direct message. <laughs> hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah, well, I'm trying I, to get. I have no shame. I'm no shame. Well, well, Amy, Amy, Joe, we share the same thing because I'm trying to get Lin-Manuel because I'm an other. I am Alexander Hamilton. The only thing is I look a lot less like his portraits. <laughs> but I mean, like I have the history of his family, all the story, and I'm really trying to get him. So I'm like you. I'm bold. I just reach out, you know. So they say, no, I'm in the same spot I was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's, it's not. Like, no, it's not right now. It's just not so right I now. Have, right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I file that as is yeah. not right now. And we'll talk again in a few months when I am persistent, but yeah, absolutely. You can do it. So Lin-Manuel, I mean, he's fun. Yeah. We'll reach out. Time concepting a, a creative way to, to get his attention. And I bet he would be happy to talk to you. Well, you know what? So maybe 
hey, some my audience is listening. Do you say what you just said? Okay, because there are people interested in my in our audience to hear that hear an interview with him. So we are now recruiting you. Amy, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, two questions for you, and I'm gonna ask the first one, Megan, last the last one, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you value the most? Do you, if you could have like life changing impact, would you prefer it as a one to one with someone that you know will take what you say and take it where they're going to go? Or would you like a group, like a small one? Or do you want a room full of people? All of them are hungry, right? But. Which one, what is your, what's the one that you say you could rock and roll the best in? What, which one of those one-to-one, a smaller group or a big group? Um, so what I could rock, I would say in, I'm thinking scalability. I'm going straight to this model. I have it in my head. I'm However, like, just go with it. Group, go. And that person promises to take the message, make it their own, manipulate it however they want, and then they promise to share with the group. Then we could probably, you know, have this this wave of an effect that's scalable. <laughs> so I don't know why my mind went to that, but it did. Um, yeah, I think just... I, I don't know if I have an answer to that. I guess um, I do quite a bit of speaking and I enjoy, I enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy it when I'm able to, um, to apply and share my lessons and, and my slip ups, my, my uh, some call them mistakes, failures, whatever you want to call them. Um, because I'm thinking, you know, other people can snag those lessons for free. Maybe they don't have to make that mistake and we can accelerate that process of learning and leapfrog, leapfrog mine. Here you go. Here they are for free. So um, I would say, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. All right. So regardless, one-to-one small group or big group, <laughs> as long as you could do that, right. That's like your, yeah. That's what you're saying. Like, just give me one of the three. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or all three. As long as, whichever it is, one, two, or three, I, my mechanism in there would be that that person would have to pay it forward. There you go. And that they would have to make sure that the person, that that, that process continues. That you're you're a good sport, Amy Jo. I just want to <laughs> tell you, you're a real, because you're like, where are these questions coming from? <laughs> I'm very competitive. So. <laughs> so, and the most amount of people, the quickest we can. <laughs> no, I think, and I think that answer is great because it's literally just as long as I can connect with people who will take what I have to say and pay it forward. You know, I love how you immediately went to how do I scale this? How do I impact the most people? So no matter which one you choose, that obviously is the end goal. So, um, so I love that. Well, we kind of our last question. One thing that, um, I, I really like to ask is, uh, what are three things that you're optimistic about in 2017? Okay. Three things. Um, Number one, these there might be a theme here. Uh, we like themes. We're good. With that. <laughs> that's very thematic for you. Um, I've been really curious about this this 
buzzword of empathy lately. And um, whether you call it that or not, but I think I believe we're seeing willingness. We're, we're almost forced to, we as a whole society, um, to consider other people's opinions and try to put ourselves in other people's shoes right now because it's it's kind of the only way forward and the only option forward. So I am optimistic that we will see more of that. Um, <laughs> I, I had this joke the other day with my husband who is a musician and I said, you know, I think music, animals, and books are, are going to be the things that save the world <laughs> oh, or, and, and sports actually too. Um, yeah, <laughs> sports. I love that. If, if, if you think about those four things, sports, music, animals, and books, books and animals, people usually have a pretty intense, strong affinity toward those things. And if we could rally around those things to help see opposing uh, points of view and opinions, I think it could, it could really help. And, and that's very random, but there's something there <laughs> and having worked in sports, <laughs> like, you can't get more intense uh, emotions. Right. Um, so a uh, third thing I'm optimistic about, Oh, geez. Hmm. That's a really good question. We like it like that. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up that, you know, you're kind of excited about in the next, anything that you're rolling oh, out or anything you're doing? Thank you for the prompt. Oh, sure. that's a softball. I will, I will take advantage of. <laughs> um, yes. So I am experimenting with, I have several uh, speaking engagements coming up where I'm doing a why not now conversation live on stage. So uh, this is an opportunity to kind of, throw away the script and editing abilities and talk through people's why not now moments live and, and have the audience help. So that's something I'm really optimistic about. I think it's the unknown and the challenge of it are what I'm drawn to the most and the curiosity around how it will net out. So that is, that's fun. That's, I just light up and I'm in my flow when I get to help people figure out how to do difficult things and or things that will, you know, help them navigate through life a little happier. So so that's exciting for me. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. I would I think we would love to, you know, keep up with you and know more about that and um, be able to point our listeners there. So um, I'm I'm just going to say we really, really enjoyed the conversation with you today, Amy Joe. I think that um it was great. You were super authentic with us, real, able to kind of answer some of those uh, questions that we threw your way that maybe you weren't expecting. Um, but we would love to know, how can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find you? So amyjomartin.com is my website and pretty much all social media platforms. I'm at Amy jo, It's just J-O Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. And um and yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, kind of LinkedIn, you name it. And I look forward to continuing the conversation with everyone. And of course, the Why Not Now podcast is on iTunes and SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, and thank you so much for having me on. These This has been fun. And you're you're definitely onto something with, with the questions and changing them up. So it makes me think and I love it. 
Well, um, we're big fans. Once again, we're going to say it again. We <laughs> love Why Not Now. I'm a what if guy, and I'm actually working on a book that I'm supposed to have done by the end of this year. So you can be looking for that because if I don't have it, you should shoot me an email and go, Tim, where's your book? <laughs> yeah, why not now? Finish <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> why not now? Why is your book not? Why is it not done? <laughs> so yeah, so it'll be why not done? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but why I not? love it. I'm what if? Like what if you did this? What if you like? I'm a big. You know, if's a if's a big word. You know, it's big, and a lot of people don't be like if and but. Those are two words that really shut people down. But. You, you rock it out. We love it. And you've been, you've, you've gone above and beyond what we thought this interview would be. And, um, so, so those of you listening, just want to let you know that please check out Amy Jo Martin's stuff. And, um, we're going to be celebrating her as often as possible and all the things that she's doing and sharing it with you. Um, remember that you can be more, do more and have more. Anything worth having is uphill. However, you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, we want you to know that you will find me, Tim, Megan, and Amy Jo on the hill. And we look forward to seeing you on the hill as well. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.